Welcome to Me Time, the podcast for women in midlife who've been taking care of everyone else and now say, it's my turn to take care of me. I'm Kim Aceto, health and self-care coach for women in midlife and your host. Thank you for spending your precious me time with me right now. Enjoy the show. Okay, so today I'm here with Nancy Autumn Nestler. Nancy is the principal of an Intentional Life LLC, and she's dedicated to assisting professional women with what's next. These women have done it all, career, marriage, etc. Life has been a merry-go-round, and now they want to get off and live life on their terms, meaning they want to live an intentional life, which is what we're going to talk about today. And Autumn assists them with designing that lifestyle. Autumn understands the power of having a successful transition plan. Prior to retiring and starting a coaching practice, over the past 35 years, Autumn successfully transitioned from being an educator to career counselor to human resources professional and finally to sales professional. In between gigs, she was a solopreneur. So, Autumn, thank you for coming onto the Me Time Midlife podcast. Kim, thank you for the invitation. I love the work that you do, and you've interviewed some of my friends, so that's even better. It sure is. Yeah, well, it's it's a small little world here, I think. I mean, it's I feel, I guess it's getting bigger, but, you know, this midlife, you know, is a transitional time in a woman's life. So, you know, it's great that there are so many people that are, you know, kind of helping women navigate these different areas of their lives, um, including yourself. Yeah, and we're a pretty large group and pretty uh, pretty strong, I'd have to say. So absolutely. Uh, so yeah, so I'm so glad of what you do. Oh, thank you, and likewise. So, since you're a first time guest, I'm going to ask you the first question I ask every first time guest, which is, what do you enjoy doing during your me time? Well, I love the way I bookend my days, and by that I mean, you know, in the morning I have a period of meditation, and I combine it with stretching. Uh, then I do have a wonderful breakfast. I do some reading. Um, I, I spend some time on my beautiful deck doing some journaling and, you know, gratitude journaling, as well as a, a topic for that day, like uh, today was gifts from the pandemic. Um, but my nighttime ritual is equally in, uh, rewarding in that I do breath work and some praying. And I go back over my day 30 minutes at a time just to get a sense of kind of reflecting but, you know, I like to say that my, since I live, you know, what I practice, so therefore I live an intentional life, you know, I live each day incorporating choices that I re believe reflect what is important to me or what feeds me. And so that I consider me time as well. And so important to me is, and each day uh, needs to include creating, learning, connecting, wellness, and so forth. So I think I live like 24 seven me time, but, uh, but that's because I've done it by, by design. So, mm. uh, so yeah, it was, it was hard to come up with what I like the best, but, uh, I think I like it all. <laughs> so. Right. Well, I mean, I'm not surprised as you know, you, you practice what you preach, like you said, and, you know, living an intentional life. I mean, your clients need to know that you are living an intentional life and you are taking time to, 
um, you know, live a life of meaning and purpose and what's important to you and all the stuff we're going to get into. So I love hearing all that. And also I want to say that I love how you started this talking about bookending your days. I think that's yeah. just a really great like way of saying to, you know, have some me time, um, in the beginning of your, of your day, at the end of your day, it's so important to, you know, have control over those times of day, because oftentimes in the middle of the day, we don't know what's going to happen. We might have to put out fires. We might have to tend to, you know, things and do things we don't want to do and, and all of that. But, you know, if you can control the beginning and the end of your day, especially, I think it, it it's really great. Yeah. And yeah, and being a problematic sleeper like I am, um, I have found that that uh, nighttime ritual puts me into a really relaxed state and uh, really helps with, with sleeping. So, so yeah, it, uh, it, it serves a lot of purposes. <laughs> so, oh, great. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So um, I'm interested in when, when I go out and meet people, like when I go network and I meet other women who do different types of work, um, I'm I'm interested, yeah, in the type of work they do, but oftentimes what I find myself more interested in is why they do the work that they do, why they chose to go into whatever they're doing. And so I often like to ask that. So I'm going to ask you that, you know, you help women live a life of intention, right? Professional women, what's next, right? They've done it all. So now you help them live an intentional life. Why did you choose to do this type of work with this demographic? So I like to think, um, uh, because I'm asked that often, and <clears throat> I, as I tell people, I like to think that this work actually chose me. Uh, and today, Kim, as you know, there are millions of women out there considering what's next. You know, what would or could life look like if or when they leave the big job? Uh, and, you know, the pandemic has changed that in some ways, but there's still millions of people out there, women, considering this. And, you know, these women, though, struggle to leave their hard-fought careers in part because they worry about somehow being less after their career ends or they lose a part of their identity and feeling that in doing so and leaving that big job, they're failing women as a whole. So I was one of those women. And I have to say that the choice to leave the last big job was made for me by my husband's heart. Uh, so after, you know, one too many heart events, and lots of heart-to-heart -heart conversations with myself in bathroom mirrors, I made a decision that it was really time to move forward in my life in a new and different way. But I was scared to death. I'm sure, I'm sure many of your listeners feel the same way. So if I, if I did leave the big job, who would I be without my business card? What would I do with all that you know, unstructured time during the week when everybody else was working? You know, what was my purpose? How would I utilize my skills and talents? You know, not enough time to go into all the details now, but just know that at that point, my own journey led me to a program on how to design my own what's next, my own intentional life. And with it came the realization that I really wanted to assist other women like me in doing the same thing. And, and that's really what prompted me to start an intentional life, my coaching practice. And, you know, like me, the women that I coach now, upon realizing they have decades of life left, want to redefine what's next and to do so by design, not to just have it happen to them, 
Uh, these are all women, as you mentioned earlier, they've done it all, career, marriage, possibly motherhood, and all in high heels. And life has been one constant merry-go-round. And enough is enough. They want to get off and live life on their own terms, or as I like to say, live an intentional life. And that's really where I come in. You know, I assist them with the design of that lifestyle, you know, navigating what's next and how to deal with the choice overload of doing so. And I actually, I've coined a term in how I refer to these women. I call them my tribe, of course, but I, I've coined the term waffly, uh, women focused on living intentionally. That's great. Yeah, I mean, there's so much wrapped up in our identities through different phases of our lives, right? If you, um, you know, if you do end up living with somebody, married to them or whatever, you know, you're a partner, right? And um, what happens when that no longer exists? You know, what happens when your parents pass away? You know, what happens when your kids move away? Um, You know, what happens when you change careers or you retire, right? So yeah, I think that you're bringing up a lot of things that women can really relate to yes. during this and I time. Think, yeah. And I think you're right. I think we have been, you know, kind of tasked for so many years to juggle so many different roles. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned a few moments ago about how I bookend my days. I think, you know, the, the person that you see in the mirror every day, you know, you, that's who you kind of owe the most allegiance to. But we get so caught up in all these different roles and all the requirements of those roles that listening to our own inner voice, you know, until it's screaming for our attention, a lot of us kind of don't don't pay attention to it. Um, and I think it's just because we've been taught that we should be able to do it all, uh, which I, I think we've been sold a bill of goods, but that don't get me started on that topic. <laughs> right. That's a that's a whole other episode, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we're talking about living a life with intention. How, how would a woman know if she's living a life with intention um, or if she's not, you know, so what do you mean by living a life with intention? What does that look like? So the way I, I define it, um, you know, so an intentional life or living with intention really means having an aim for how you want to live your life. And it's about defining what you want it to look like and having a plan to move you towards that, that life. And to do so again, not just by falling into it or expecting things are gonna just happen. It's really about, again, designing that lifestyle. And you mentioned there are things that living with intention are and are not. So, you know, it really rests on um, examining and living your why. And in order to do this, however, We're so busy and there's so much noise around us that in order to really examine and live your why, you have to create the space in your life to do that. So taking the time to stop, pause, and reflect. And and again, this ongoing introspection isn't just once and done. It's an ongoing um, time that you give yourself. It's not a random process that you rush headlong into. And, and these periods of introspection are ones in which you're really identifying your values, your beliefs, your passions, and evaluating all those things against all aspects of your daily life, all the roles that you play. And really, it's based on what's right for you. It's not, a, it's not you're not trying to copy someone else. This is yours and yours alone. 
And based on those periods of deep introspection, you're making choices, you're setting goals, you're taking action, you know, based on alignment with, you know, that which is in alignment with your why. And I'm putting your why in quotes, you can't see me doing it, but why is so important. And, and to give you an example, as I mentioned, when you asked me about me time, you know, my daily life reflects those things that are part of my why. I identified, and I will tell you, I spent hours of introspection, uh, you know, part of the you know, program that I went through, but also just in general, the time that I carve out each and every day to really think about the big picture. You know, so what's important to me, you know, in other words, as I mentioned, creating, learning, connecting, wellness, but they might not be what other, what, what other women want. So everyone has their own why and their own journey uh, that they need to think about. And, you know, as part of this practice, you just don't take that time and then just walk away from it. There's a plan that comes out of it. And, and the plan reflects all that inner work that you've dedicated time to. And it's one, this intentional life plan that I talk to women about is one you do on an annual basis. This is not a plan, Kim, that you do once to cover decades of life. I always tell people we take it 12 months at a time because lots can happen in 12 months. Lots can happen in six months. But my belief is that there's really no finish line to this type of planning and living. You can be very intentional about the direction without knowing the destination. And it really is a daily decision, as I, as I mentioned to you, about living the life that you want most and about being very mindful, deliberate, and decisive in doing that. You know, as one of my Favorite quotes by Abraham Lincoln states, the best way to predict the future is to create it. And that's really what living with intention is. It's about, you know, taking that, that time and that space necessary to do that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love um, that, you know, it's, it's giving women the permission, you know, giving themselves permission, you know, like they don't need to wait for anybody else, but giving themselves permission to like you said, stop and pause and reflect and, you know, evaluate what are my values? What are my beliefs? What are my passions? And realizing that this is an ongoing process, right? Um, And that's why, like you said, you review it every year because, you know, our values do change. You know, what was important to us at 20 is different than what's important to us at 60, right? Our beliefs, what we believe about the world, what we believe about ourselves, what we believe about, um, you know, how to live, you know, uh, our lives, I mean, can change. Um, And then so can our passions, which we discover over time, you know, so I love that you continue to come back to this and and revisit it and um, design and make a plan. And um, I love that. That's great. Yeah. And I think you mentioned something um, about about, uh, women carving that time out for themselves. You know, when I talk to people, women about being, putting me first, a lot of pushback comes with that. And they say, that's, that's for being very selfish, Autumn. And I always tell them, think of the airplane, right? They tell you, put your mask on first before you put it on everybody else. The reality is that you're not being selfish. It's actually being selfless. Because if you're the best version of yourself, then everything else that you do and touch, they're getting the best of you. You're giving yourself the best of you, but everybody else that comes in in contact with you is getting your best. So how could that be selfish? I mean, to me, it's just, it's, 
it's a no brainer to me. It's you want to carve that time out to, to do that. And it's not selfish in any way. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, um, I even say in, you know, my, my phrase is put your needs right up there with everyone else's needs. So it doesn't feel like you're, you're first and everyone else's second or third or fourth or whatever, but your needs are just important, just as important as everyone else's needs. And, you know, taking care of yourself, you know, doing this work on yourself for yourself is one of the most generous things that you can do for the people that you love and that depend on you, right? Because without you, you know, a lot of people are not going to be able to, you know, a lot of people depend on us, right? Let's just say that. Um, So we need to make sure we're taking care of ourselves. Um, So I love that you have that message as well. Absolutely. So now um, I believe that you, you can share with us maybe some, you know, some critical things that are important to living a successful, intentional life? If so, please share some of those things with us. So first of all, everyone needs to go out and buy themselves a beautiful journal and grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and carve out, as I mentioned, some uninterrupted time, some space to reflect on. And I, I talk about four very distinctive things. And Remember, you have to create the space in your life to listen to that inner voice before it becomes screaming. Um, so first, first thing you're going to do is you're going to take that beautiful journal, grab your favorite beverage, and you want to take stock of all the experience you've had, the good and the bad, and not so good, and kind of, the, as I call them, the lessons learned. And if you step back and you look at all the things that you've gotten through in this context, it's a reassurance somehow too of and an understanding of yourself. You know, we've all gotten through things, losses, illnesses, et cetera. It, it doesn't mean that it, this isn't hard, but guess what? Our track record for getting through it is 100% so far because you're still here talking about it. And so taking that, now you're going to take the best of those experiences because you're going to be taking the best of what has been and applying that experience and that personal style to the decades of life left to live. And because in planning this intentional life, there's no need to start over again because you are going to take the best of who you've become. And of utmost importance, as I always tell people, give yourself the message, I've got this. You know, that, that's really first step. The second step is we really need to reframe our perspective. And, and as women, what I mean by that is we should ourselves to death, right? We should be able to give 40 plus hours to our employers and our other 40 hours when we get home as spouses, partners, daughters, etc. How about reframing our perspective? And like we talked about a moment ago about putting me first, you know, stepping off that merry ground, thinking about what we want, looking at all the roles that we play, you know, it's not selfish, it's selfish, it's selfless, excuse me. And actually, um, again, a woman does this by working like crazy to imagine their future self. You know, there's research out there put out by UCLA that if you fall in love with your future self, then you're actually, and you have an image of her and who you can become, in the next year, you're going to take better care of yourself in the present. You know, people who imagine their future self and write about her, they say that they eat better, exercise, save money. They actually take better care of themselves. Hmm. So you can just start journaling to your future self. What does she look like, you know, and get excited about her. 
And, and, you know, but how does she begin to think about her future self? And this is really about, um, I call them journal prompts. But in other words, you know, when you think about time, the next year, the next decade, whatever it is, you don't want your tombstone to just say she worked. And so I always tell people, how about if I use the terms and, and write down whatever comes to mind when I say two things. What if I, imagine if I, those two terms enable us to redesign, recreate, reinvent. I mean, it just gets us really thinking and like living outside, you know, the normal box that we live in. And my own approach has been, you know, uh, is that I've done, as I mentioned to you, lots of introspection, but I have modeled my own kind of planning process, et cetera, in, in terms of invigorating our thinking by, um, I'm one of those cooks, I have to admit, that use, use strictly recipes. My feeling is they spent lots of hours in the test kitchen. Why ruin a good thing? <laughs> so when I thought about planning my own intentional life, I thought about using the idea of the perfect recipe and the perfect ingredients. And you know, I took first the essential ingredients that are necessary, as I mentioned earlier, my beliefs, my values, my passions. And now I added those special things that I knew would make it mine. Like I mentioned before, you know, work of some sort, learning, creating, connecting, et cetera. With those ingredients, I could create such a variety of dishes. And one of the things that really inspired me way back when was I read this article by this guy, Andy Robin, and he had written this book called The, the Tapas Life. And he talks about that the way he ap approached living with intention was to assemble a series of small plates or, you know, tapas as they call them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, really in alignment with who he was and what he wanted. And I did the same thing. And the beauty of this, Kim, is if there are things that I'm doing, those plates or whatever that I don't like, or they're not serving me well, I get rid of them, put another plate in. So I love that. Mm. And then finally, the fourth and most critical- Oh, I missed the third one. Oh, this was the third one. I'm oh, sorry. In, one? In, in invigorating our thinking, you know, oh, thinking okay. differently. Sorry All about right. that. No, 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 it's okay. Um, the fourth one is again, all this great stuff that I've talked about, if you don't take action and purposeful action, um, again, because a life lived with intention is always approached by design, never by default. So now it's time to really set those goals, outline those action steps, and forward these plans. Um, you know, it's done, as I mentioned, annual basis. It's not a once and done. And I even have women, it's been interesting to watch how people test out their plan. Some women I know will say, I'm going to take my next week's vacation from the company and I'm going to implement my intentional life. Hmm. Other women I know do it on the weekends. They do it on an ongoing basis. But it's just a way to test drive, um, you know, the, the way you think you want to live your life. And so you can play with it. Uh, so it's, again, there's so many different things out there, but that's really the four critical steps. So again, it's about, you know, taking that journal, crafting all those experiences that we've been through, taking the best of the best and, you know, thinking about and implementing the best of who you've become, your own personal style, you know, reframing. It's about putting yourself first 
and, and creating, you know, that time and envisioning that future self. You know, that third one, um, again, was to invigorate our thinking. You know, imagine if I, what if I could? And then finally making sure that all this great work and thinking and designing, et cetera, goes into a plan that you look at each and every year. Mm. Wonderful. I love that. And thanks for going through those again. Um, yeah, I was taking notes here and uh, I love a few things. I mean, I loved all, all that you said, but a few things really stuck out to me and, um, you know, taking that time, you know, for yourself and, um, and, and taking the best, the best of who you've become. I really yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, something that I like to remind women in midlife is that, you know, they have decades of wisdom, experience and maturity that they can bring all this knowledge, right, that they can bring into the second half of their lives and, and, you know, things that they know about themselves, um, and, and bring the best. I love how you said that. Take the best of who you become and apply it now to, um, to your future. Yes. I love absolutely. the, um, you know, reframing your perspective, imagining your future self. And that was a very interesting um, uh, research that's been done, um, yes. but it makes total sense, right? When you, when, you can, when you can paint the picture, when you can see and imagine and really believe that you can become, you know, the woman that you want to become, um, you know, subconsciously or consciously, we start to make those decisions that are going to move us hopefully towards that. And then with a coach, it really helps to keep us accountable and support us and navigate those obstacles and challenges that come along with making any change. Um, I love how you, how you asked, you know, those questions or questions for women to think about what if I imagine if I, right. Um, These are things I think women don't ask themselves or give themselves permission to ask themselves enough. Um, you know, invigorating our thinking, and then of course, you know, taking action. But I love how you said playing with it, you yes. know, so it's not so serious. This should be fun, right? This should be um, where we get our creative juices going. This is where we, you know, get adventurous and we play with it and we have fun with it and you, we try it out, you yeah. know, which sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's something as I think that it's, it's part of, um, and again, always know that you're not you're not committed to anything. If something doesn't work, change it. You know, no one says that, okay, so we say 12 months. Cause I remember working with a woman who was so intimidated. And when I told her that she only needed to plan for a 12 month period of time, she was, there was this great sense of relief that went across her face. And I'm like, no, 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 20 to 30 years of time is way too much to try to plan for. Right. You know, I, I can't even plan, you know, six months from now, half the time. So you know, just knowing it. And I think part of the other thing is a lot of times people get so overwhelmed because they, they really think that living intentionally means that you have to start all over again. Right. And when I reinforce that it's about taking the best of the best, wow, then they have material to work with, you know, mm-hmm. and it's reinforcing too, right? It's about this life well lived that they've already been through and I mean, I can apply the best to that, which is very exciting to people. So, so yeah, it is, it is something that uh, I hope is very motivating. And, uh, you know, part of the work that I do, of course, results in a, you know, that 12 month plan and in my work with them, but, but as importantly, I am teaching them 
a process that they can then do on their own each and every year. Or I'm available to them, obviously. But my goal is always to help them feel like, oh, I can do this. I've got this. I can can do this on an ongoing basis. Uh, It's a gift that I keep on giving myself. So, uh, so yeah, I, I try to instill that, that they, this learning will carry them, you know, throughout their entire life. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, you know, oftentimes there are decades more life left to live, right? So, um, you know, if you're able to learn this process and, you know, take these tools and apply them on your own year after year, um, you know, you just get better at it. You just know yourself more and, you know, you live a healthier and happier and more purposeful life, yeah. you know? So I, I love that. Um, Autumn. Okay. Thank you so much. This was wonderful. Thank you for your tips and um, for everything that you shared with us today. It was very inspiring. I'm going to put your website in the uh, show notes, which is designretirement.org. I'm also going to put your LinkedIn link uh, there, Facebook, and um, you've also given me your email. So is, is it okay for people to email you? Absolutely. In fact, I was going to encourage people because, you know, I covered a lot of information today. Uh, so I do offer um, what I call a free clarity session in which I speak one-on-one with women um, and they can reach me at, you know, automatedesignretirement.org. They can call me and I know you'll post all that in your show notes. But uh, yeah, it's a lot to take in. So I use this clarity session as a way for uh, she and I to have a a discussion so she learns and can ask a lot more of her own personal questions. Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you so much, Autumn, again. Really enjoyed having you here today. Hey, thank you for the invitation and keep doing this great work. If you find the Me Time Midlife podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. The best way is to simply tell your midlife friends about it. It also helps the show's visibility if you rate and review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or simply directly in your Apple Podcasts app if you listen to the show that way. And if you want more me time in your life and continue the conversations we have on the show with other women on a similar journey, consider joining our Me Time Midlife Community on Facebook. Simply search for Me Time Midlife Community in your Facebook search bar or go to metimemidlifepodcast.com to learn more. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, remember, you've been taking care of everyone else. It's your turn to take care of you.